Praise the Lord. Welcome to our live broadcast today, Sunday, April 3, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you have done and continue to do for us. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who came from heaven to die for humanity. We thank you because God, you are God, and you are a faithful God. We pray, Lord, that all who hear today, Lord, will learn to go to you directly for any of their concerns and not use human beings or believe that human beings have greater access to you, especially those who have been born again. Because all who are born again are seated in the heavenly places with your son Jesus. So that no man or woman will claim greater access. Nullify all the false prophets, their teachings and their counsel that continue to deceive so many. And let your children learn to hear from you directly because you have already told us your will in the scriptures. You already told us your plans in your word. Help us, Lord. Help all of us, Lord, to look up to you and the word you have given us through your prophets. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who we hear. Let there be deliverances, Lord, from the power of darkness. There will be healings, Lord, for those who have been messed up by the enemy. Above all, Lord, that many will come to know you. And those who have known you will begin to understand even more. That they may help others to even understand. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday we spoke about Antichrist. An Antichrist. An instrumental is taken to the front of Barakal and blessing. And the Lord continues to bless him and thank him. You can see the link to subscription to our WhatsApp channel. That way you'll be able to get these messages on your WhatsApp. So you can watch them offline. You don't need data at that moment to watch. Today we shall be examining the doctrines of Christ and those of his apostles. We shall contrast them with the doctrines of the Antichrist and miniature Antichrist. Today's topic. The gospel of Christ versus the anti-gospel of the Antichrist. You see, I don't want to ever call the gospel of false prophets as gospel anymore. I have developed a word for them. They are the anti-gospel. Praise the Lord. The outline, the introduction. Number two, the purpose of the scriptures. Why were the scriptures given to us? Three, defending the faith. Four, equality of believers in Christ. I'm going to sing a song at the end. Alas, and did my Savior bleed for me? Did he bleed for you? Introduction. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Praise the Lord. Gospel is, means good news or glad tidings. So you see why I said those who preach against Christ and his 
message of salvation through whatever means. So it's not a gospel. Those are anti-gospel, anti-gospel. So preaching the gospel of the kingdom means preaching the good news of glad tidings about Christ and the kingdom of God. Anything that's not about Christ and the kingdom of God is not from God. When it's about the kingdom of the world, it's from the devil. Because he's a prince of this world. The early church under the leadership of Christ's apostles, note, and disciples, those who witnessed his resurrection, developed doctrines and set of practices from Christ's commands. If you know Matthew chapter 28, 19, 20 said, Go into the world, preach the gospel, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. This is anything has anybody commanded. Of course, also went to the Old Testament scriptures, which was the Hebrew Bible at that time, we would call it. Because the Bible is complete. Actually, that will be scripture, sorry. Because we're going to talk about what the Bible is, really. This is left for succeeding church ages. That means the scriptures that they left for us. We were to use them to preach the gospel and teach those who believe in obedience of Christ's commands. Sadly, succeeding church organizations and denominations from that, from second century going on, began to mutilate and add doctrines of human beings and demons to that left to them by the early church. That's where the problem started. Someday, I, if, it's, if I'm late to, I may have to develop how these things really happened because it's a tragedy. The mutilation of the gospel of Christ and the additions of doctrines of demons and human beings has continued unabated to the present day. I don't want to say it's worse now because the time it was so grievous. In the latter part of the 20th century, what people call the health and wealth gospel, remember I said I don't want to use that word gospel for them, or the prosperity gospel gained momentum. But so I'm going to call them the health and wealth anti-gospel anti or the prosperity anti-gospel. They oppose Christ and his message. This false gospel promotes greed. Greed is the overriding principle of the 21st century, both in the world and in the so-called organized churches. It encourages people to love the world and the things in the world. Oh, greed is a very terrible thing. That's why I've told you the better name for the health and wealth messages is the anti-gospel, anti-gospel of the health and wealth messages. Prosperity, anti-gospel. Because their doctrine supposes the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, which he began to teach. When he started and he said, today is fulfilled. It opposes the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So when something is teaching what Christ didn't teach us, it's opposing Christ. Who opposes Christ? The Antichrist. Who are his messengers? The Antichrist. If you didn't watch our broadcast last Sunday, I urge you to please do that so that you follow us. Let me tell you what a true gospel does. 
A true gospel calls some people to repent, unbelievers. No matter who they are, no matter how good or bad they are. And to forsake the world, make a U-turn. Any message that is not encouraging you to leave the world and its trappings is false. Whereas the prosperity anti-gospel asks people to love the world and the things in the world. Yes, that's all his teaches. Everything about the earth opposes everything about the, about the heavens. The heaven where my father, my God sits. Anti-gospel messages cannot touch the hearts of unbelievers. Because already in the world, so how can their messages touch you? You are giving them a message they already know and even better than you. The richest men in the world happen not to be those who say they know the Lord. Messages that promote the love of the world and wealth cannot break yokes. So when you go to some of these places where they are telling you when you come, you become rich and healthy, you, and you say you have accepted Christ. Did you really accept Christ? You accepted something that was not Christ because you have called you to repent of your sins. That if you die today, you go to hell. That God has condemned everyone, but at the same time, he has redeemed everyone in Christ Jesus. He condemned them because Adam and Eve sinned. That's the only reason he condemned us. But he didn't want to condemn us. We condemned ourselves when we sinned against God. But he's a just God. He cannot abide sin. So he had to send his son to die for you and I. And people are now trying to invert it and say the world is for them. Anybody that teaches you about the worldly prosperity is pronouncing the doctrines of the Antichrist or, and is an Antichrist. Small, small A. You know, not the big A. The big A is going to come. Let me bluntly state it this way. There is no salvation that means saving from the pits of hell without repentance. And they promise to forsake the world and to forsake sin. There is no such thing as salvation if you have not gone to the cross to cry to the, to the Lord and say, I repent of my sins, of my life, and I want a new life that you give me, which I will only obey you. If it doesn't happen like that, you are not saved. And as I'm preaching, by the grace of God, you can make that commitment now you are saved. Because only God saves, not human beings. Let me tell you what anti-gospels have, two purposes they have. Number one, prevent those in Satan's bondage. Everybody in the world is in Satan's bondage who has not known the Lord. From learning about the true gospel, which is what I just told you, that Christ died for you and I. And all we have to do is go on our knees to him and say, Lord, we come. Here we come, we are sinners. We repent and make a promise never to go back. And he will welcome you. Say, whoever comes to the Lord, he shall in no wise cast out. That's the true gospel. That says free. Number two, anti gospels. They pull down genuine believers, especially the newborn and the ill informed, with messages that see poverty and suffering as unbecoming of believers. So you've heard about that. If you are poor, God hasn't blessed you. If you are sick, there must be something that caused it. While well, at the same time they plan the desire for the world and its riches. So many genuine Christians started well, but because they were ill-informed, they go back believing those messages, and before you know it, they're done. Next topic, the purpose of the scriptures. Why the scriptures? Can we please? 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. All scripture. Oh. And the scripture is found in the Bible and in no other place. Anything else revealed to you or to anybody else, if it doesn't conform to that which we now call the Bible, the Bible doesn't contain all of Scripture. But that one that is already compiled is more than enough. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for you to learn. So if, if any doctrine you have, by even a verse or a word contradicts what you have in the Bible. It's not from God. For reproof, to correct you and I, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, how we should behave. That a man of God, everybody who is born again is a man or woman of God. That's number one. There's no such thing as a special man or woman of God in the New Testament, in the New Dispensation, where we are all priests and kings in the kingdom of God. The scripture is God's plan and revealed will for you and I. That is where to find those of you who say, God has not spoken to me. Some people tell you, yes, God will tell us this and they claim to have special knowledge. It's false. God has already spoken to us through his word. It doesn't mean God doesn't speak to people, but I don't people have made it in the industry of saying God told me this. People go, can you please can we stop that? It's not it's wrong. If you go to your room and pray to God, He's only speaking to you through His Bible, the Bible, the word, the scripture, sorry, which is in your Bible. And if you have a special concern on something, you ask him, he will lay it in your heart because if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, he will also reveal it to you. So the Bible is contents, we have, contains the scripture as I just mentioned, which is God's plans for human beings and his revealed will for humanity. And that revealed will is saying that this present earth is done. There will be a new earth and a new heaven. So those of you who struggle to love the earth, love the world you are done, please repent. Next scripture, please. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Praise the Lord. It's not talking about worldly prosperity, please. Or worldly success. It's talking about knowing the will of God. Joshua was a man that served Moses for 40 years. When Moses died, God appointed Joshua to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And yet, despite the fact that Joshua had seen all the things God had been doing, God is still telling him that the book of the law, which was a scripture there, God's revealed will remember, to the children of Israel, must not depart from his mouth. He must meditate on it day and night. If God told Joshua who 
saw the form of God and heard his voice at some point, saw the thunderings and everything, the miracles of the Red Sea, and saw Moses who was a man of God, who, please tell me, it is even more so that you and I must meditate on the scriptures day and night. If you want to have success, if you want to be prosperous, what is prosperous? Spiritual prosperity is knowing the Lord and his will for your life. When you know the will of God, and as you go along in this life, you are the most prosperous person. When you know the will of God in all the things as you are doing, because that's your life as you are living it, you are a very successful person. Praise the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. The language of heaven is different from the language of earth. The language of the Lord Jesus Christ and of God, his Father, is different from the language of Satan and Antichrist and Antichrist. How you know true children of God are those who are telling you always, go back to your closet and pray. Read the Bible on your own. Ask God to guide your life. That's the true scripture. That's the true preaching. Not all this right matters they do in your churches. Defending the faith and their sight. What does it mean? Scripture, please. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. Praise the Lord. The salvation mentioned in this verse means deliverance from sin and Satan's grip. There is a going to be a salvation. But this process started when he, God removes you from the dungeon and you start now enter the race, which is what you and I are now. We are now running the race. The final salvation is at the end. When God will give this mortal body, remove it and give us spiritual bodies. And we hear the promises that he has made. That's the true final salvation. So I wanted you to distinguish. Because many have told people, one saved, always saved. I've always said from this pulpit, not one saved, always saved, no. When you are saved, you have entered the race. How you run the race defines whether you reach the end. If you fell along the way, you're done. If I fell along the way, I'm done. But now, in verse 3b, I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith. Some other place will tell you, content for the faith. Once for all, delivered to the saints. Jude is telling you and I, by the Holy Spirit, to use the scriptures in everything we hear. So those of us who go to church and hear all sorts of things and want to believe that man or woman of God, in quotes, when that's contrary to scripture. You have a problem, I have a problem if I do that. You have to contend for the gospel. You have to defend the faith using the Bible. If anybody says I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, and he's doing something that is wrong, and you know him or her, it is incumbent on you to say, brother, sister, that thing is not right to look at what the scripture says. If you can't say because you're a coward, I wonder what happens. Are you a candidate for, the, for heaven? The scriptures as well as said is the gospel of Christ. And the doctrines that Christ's apostles and early witnesses of his resurrection bequeathed to the church of God. And his, Jude is telling us by the Holy Spirit to defend it. 
We must expose all anti-gospel messages, which really are doctrines of human beings and demons. Any doctrine that does not promote the kingdom of God is of the devil. We're going to take one aspect of the wickedness of the devil and his minions over the centuries. We're going to take just one aspect today. Next Sunday, we continue as we're led. We're going to talk about equality of believers in Christ. And I want to ask you a question. You went to church today, right? Or building church. If you did, uh, was there separation between somebody and somebody? We're supposed sitting on elevated uh, levels, and other people were sitting the other side. They call those ones clergy. Other ones are laity, the, you know, the commoners. If you went to such a church, please, I advise you, don't bother going again. They are not. They are against the gospel of Christ. So we're going to examine the subject of equality in the body of Christ. Using the Lord's words and his example. So if any organization is not behaving in that way, then such organization is not working for the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter whether they have one billion uh, followers. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Did they tell you that uh, hell will not accommodate more than one billion souls? Hey, look, permit me please, if, I'm, uh, if I speak bluntly, that's the way I'm called to speak bluntly. I don't understand things about, you know, massaging anybody's ego or dancing around, okay? Uh, so that's the problem. I, don't, I was called for this purpose, to tell people the truth. I tell myself the truth, I have to tell you the truth, and I don't care what anybody says. So please, I will be who I've been called to be. So I'm telling you because when you are saved or delivered, and some of you have heard from these messages, and I've sent messages, that's the way it is. Tell others the same thing. If you see your, your son or your daughter or your father or mother about to drown, are you going to say, brother, uh, father, uh, son, it shouldn't come, you're about to drown, will you come out from there? If you have a big stick and you have to knock him or her on the head and you have to drag him out of that pool, wouldn't you do it? They say they love you, but they're killing you and taking you to Christless eternity. The gospel of Christ tells us what we need to know about equality in the body of Christ. And that's where we're going to draw our message. Christ's example shows us in practice. He told us and he said it. He practiced it. So let us read the first scripture, please. Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 to 28. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said, she said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, 
You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Praise the Lord. Those in the world, in verse 25, lord it over their followers. They make a distinction. What the Lord is saying, it must not be so among you, because you're all equal. If anybody has such a desire, the person should actually be serving the people. Leadership by service. The person should be your slave. But what do you have in the churches today? The big geos, the big daddies and mummies, the big pastors, elevated. No, that is not so. It is wrong. We'll come to that. I don't want to, because of time. Let us read the next scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 to 8. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Praise the Lord. Please, I want you to this picture. Son of God from heaven. He created the heavens and the earth. He owns everything. And let's not get there. But I'm coming where I'm going from. But yet, when he came on earth, he lived in very poor surroundings. He was a carpenter's son. He walked with his two feet for about 33 years. When he could have commanded a chariot to come from heaven. You know that time that came and took Elijah to heaven. Who do you take order that chariot to give Elijah to come to heaven? He could have ordered a chariot and he'd be moving all over the place. For those of them who say they need Jet to be going every place. But he walked with his two feet, the Son of God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. I want you to picture that. The one with the word now can say is over and everything else on this earth. Yet he came, live very humbly with Mary and Joseph, his mother. He walked on his two feet. Oh. He was a carpenter. <laughs> but he didn't order any chariot. And don't tell me if the chariot came. I mean, the everybody would have fallen on their feet and said, wow, that's God now. Remember, he was born in a manger, the poorest of the poorest places. A place meant for cattle to feed. He ate with the poor and sinners. See, there was no discrimination. I wonder how many of you have eaten here with your so-called GOs and uh, pastors. How, how many have invited you and eat together on the same table? He slept in tents with his disciples. There was no special accommodation in those three and a half years he was moving from, from Galilee to Judea. Don't tell me that he could not have commanded 
a 21st century five-star hotel to drop down so you can live in luxury. You know, when they, you call them to come and minister in your churches, you book five-star hotels for them. Why did he walk on earth the way he walked? Why? Because he set example for you and I. Any church or organization where a leader is elevated like God is not of the kingdom of God. He belongs to the kingdom of the devil and is a small antichrist working for the big antichrist coming. Shout it to the rooftop. Christ gave us an example that those who want to must walk even as he walked. They must behave even as he behaved. They must live humble lives, not puffed up, filled with their own fleshly imaginations of how big or how great they are. Scripture, please. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Praise the Lord. A new commandment God Christ gave us. That's how people, the world will know us, if we love each other. When I repented, Oh, anybody who said he was a believer. And then, of course, the devil said he's Trojan horse, a false prophet, a false everything from the pits of hell. And he nearly destroyed my wife, myself, my family for nearly one and a half years. I'm just trying to say why is this is we are told to. But the problem you have today is that there are so many wicked people who say they are believers when they are not believers. Otherwise, this commandment is still right. So you have to be very discriminatory. And whoever says yours is a child of God, don't just say, you have to pray on your knees. I didn't know that then, I was a young believer. But I'm sure if I prayed on my knees, God would have told me, don't. But thank God, because even with that experience, the Lord revealed himself. And he spoke so many things, and a lot of things I tell you today were from that very dark but glorious period because the Lord walked with us and saw us through. That's why I always tell people, when you hear the gospel, go in your closet. Don't listen to anybody. Just read your Bible. God will see you through. Praise the Lord. A new commandment is that, yes, if you really are a child of God, I want to love you. I want to embrace you. I want to hold you because you're a child of God. But I'm scared. Because so many have seen who are not children of God. And how do you know? By their fruits we shall know them. When they are puffed up, big this, I don't want to associate with you. If you are not as humble as anybody else, I don't care what you have or don't have. It's not important. What's important is that Christ in you, Christ in me, there should be love. Now I'm going to go to the point. Why do we have, the, why do we in denomination? Please, what do you have here at denominational churches? I'm sorry. I, I don't want to laugh, but I hurt so much. I'm hurting so much. You have the clergy, the privileged class. 
masters. They are your masters. If you are still going there, they are your lords, and you know it. And the commoners, they call them the late. That's why they sit. They are big race. I mentioned it in the intro. And you sit this way. You are the commoners. If truly a child of God, stop going to that church organization. Some even ask you to call them reverend. Hey, you see these young boys now, yeah, I'm reverend this. Reverend what? What are you referring? What is what makes you a reverend? Reverend only means one thing to revive. And only one person can be revived, and that is God. Many have taken their names meant for God for themselves and bring curse on their heads. I remember when we wrote a Facebook thread of darkness. It was not presented in the church of which I was even <laughs> well a little bit known at the time. Yes, because I criticized this thing about Reverend. I knew he was not going to present it. The senior pastor of the church at the time. I knew. But he told me he lost the book. No problem. But I still insist that no man or woman should answer the word reverend because reverend means to revere, to worship, to adore. Don't believe anybody who tells you otherwise. So the commoners call them reverend. Only you should revere God. Some of them run to Bible school and then say, I do not then the reverend. Excuse me, please. Where in the Bible was it that people were then reverend? <laughs> Where is the love in dividing the body of Christ into masters and servants? Remember what he told us, love your brothers and sisters. Remember the verse we read about loving. If you love somebody, why would you want to put somebody at a lower level while you're at a higher level? No, love doesn't say that. Love says we are equal. Where is the love in using doctrines of demons and human beings to defraud your followers? I'm asking to your pastor, G.O of their hard-earned money by promising them health and wealth by using verses of scripture quoted out of context by false advertising that you hear from God as if every child of God doesn't have that access to hear from God why do you do that pastor and you? the Lord's word is against you where is the love in not preaching a gospel of repentance one that truly saves which is what you hear always from this pulpit only go to the cross of Christ on your own and God will embrace you. Forsake your sin. Embrace him and say, Lord Jesus, from today I am your child. Help me. And I'm telling you, he will help you. He helped me. He helped my family. That's how I know. Pastor Gio, where is the love? And not asking your followers, this thing I'm telling you now, or telling them, to go to God and not to come to you with their problems. Where is the love? Do you have love for them? Where you have made them to look at you as a God and therefore deprive them of their fellowship with God? Where is the love, Pastor? Where is the love, Jew? Where is the love when you look down with disdain on your congregation? That, don't tell me you don't look down with them with disdain. Don't tell me because I know you do. I'm pleading with you. Pastors, geos, bishops, whatever name you go by. Isn't it time you left taking God's glory and allow God to take his glory? Why don't you allow those who want to serve God to serve God? If you want to do business, I can assure you, I used to be an investment consultant. 
Consult me, I'll tell you how you can go outside in the world so you can release those souls under you. Please, I'm begging you. You are holding them, and God is against you. If you are a member of those, some of those churches, I am pleading with you. Tell people about this message. Stop holding it to yourself. Share the messages. Do the work of evangelists. The times are bad. Take, we take it. Look, the times are bad. Don't believe anybody. Believe only the, the word of God. And anybody who tells you, go and meet God in your closet. Only those believe. Not those say, come to my church. Nobody wants a church. Those who own churches, those are churches of Satan. Say I said it here. Praise the Lord. Because right now I'm going to honor my God with a song. Alas, and he did bleed. My Savior did bleed for me. He did bleed for you if you have believed. That's my point. And because of the love of Christ, I will continue to say this is my dying breath. I'm pleading with you today. I'm pleading with you, my brother, my sister, if you have believed. Become very, 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 very active. And if you have not repented, repent. <laughs> you, exactly, you may not even, God may tell you not even to come and take up this pulpit. Honestly, he will tell you and he will tell you and then you will come over. But the time to repent is today. Praise the Lord. Alas, and did my Savior bleed. That's the title. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for sinners such as me? For me, he died. He died for the crimes that I have done, yes. Because he grown upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown. And love beyond degree. Made him to carry my sins on the cross. The child of God, he did the same for you. And if you are not a believer, and you believe, he did the same for you. Where my son in darkness hides and shut his glories in. Where my Christ, the great Redeemer, died. Yes, there was darkness all over the land. Something that has never happened in eternity happened. The Son of God died for you and I. Toss might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness, O oh God. And all who hear me today, my Father, my God. Make my eyes so tears, O oh Lord, my God. Help everyone who has had this message and who is doing the work of evangelists, my Father, my God. Visit them, O oh Lord. But drops of tears can never repay. No matter how much you and I cry, can never repay the debt we and love that we owe our Father and our God. Here, Lord, I give myself away. It's all I can do to do your will, O oh God. And all who have had to know, Lord, Father, that they may do your will. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Praise the Lord. Father God, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our irreverence. Forgive us our wickedness, oh Lord. Forgive us. Oh. Help us many, Lord, my Father, my God, to break free from organized, wicked, satanic churches. From the Antichrist and Antichrist. From Satan directing their face to destroy the world and move their eyes from the cross, oh Lord. Restore the cross everywhere this message is preached. That everyone we know that we go only through the cross. He said, take up your cross and follow me. That we'll be able to know that we have to turn our backs to the world. Lord, I give you all the praise and honor. I say, pray, Lord, that you pull down all those wicked ministries that have been established by the devil. Expose them, Lord, that their congregations may be freed from the clutches of hell and darkness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, manifest your power. Manifest your power in those places, Lord. Scatter them, Lord. Let them no longer give them no more. Because I've had this so many times. Free your people, my Father, my God. I hate those who will come to know you, that they may know you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, you are God. Into your hands, Lord, I commit everything. My life, my family, the worldwide evangelical ministry, those who are part of this ministry, those who become part of this ministry, from now to the end of the ages, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Next Sunday, by His grace, we continue. Please, share these messages. Do the work of evangelists. And if you are late or you want to join this ministry, please talk to us. We want many more people to go forth and continue to shout these messages for the times are really evil and bad. Praise the Lord.